Hello everyone, welcome to Vention, where people find passions and passions find people. Today is episode number 19, where we have Alex Izquierda and Colin Fisher, two actors that were in the short film that I was a part of for a bit called Brotherhood, uh, coming soon on YouTube. And without further ado, quiet on set, everyone. All right, three. Two, one, action! At Ventionable. Or is it just at Vention on Spotify? Or is it Ventionable? It's a Ventionable. All right, gotcha. Follow. There you go. Oh, yeah. See your your average runtime. Yeah, I'm good for like an hour, hour and a half. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's good. Nice. 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 Yeah, this is the podcast starter pack right here, water bottle. You always see water. Official podcast water bottle. Well, I guess I'm yours, not bro? official because I don't use one. <laughs> I never, I, I don't need water. You usually do this in the studio or do you just take it where you go? I just take it where I go. Lit. It's portable. Yeah. Completely portable. That's awesome. That's what I like. Uh, I use like a big husky toolbox and I just stuff all my stuff in there. It's good stuff. I cut out, I, I actually cut out like using foam so that you can like insert all of the pieces. Cool. So that they're not like washing about. I'm about it. Yeah, definitely. Um... So what were you needing a mic for? Uh, just voiceover. Uh, just trying to get an upgrade from the Blue Yeti that I have. It's It served its purpose, but I'm trying to, um, you know, now that I go into getting my reels set and everything, mm -hmm. I, I want to have something quality. Reels? Yeah. Uh, reel for reels. Uh, doing one for commercial, doing one for character. Um, and then uh, going to just start there and keep learning. Uh, is that pretty common? Like, like. Being an, actor, back, being an actor, do you have to like do voiceovers and stuff? No, I want to be a voiceover artist as well. Oh, um, gotcha. Yeah, that's it's definitely like if you look at my socials, it's like aspiring voice actor because yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely study it and it's something of interest to me. But mm. I haven't really, besides a few student projects, like I haven't really put anything significant down. Uh, so it's an area I really want to explore in 2021. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Alex, what's happening, man? Same question. Is your is your voice soothing enough? To be voice Soo actor. Soothing enough. <laughs> the way I said it. Soothing enough. Soothing. Uh, I don't know, man. Because this is now a mandatory requirement for actors. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> not, not all, not all <laughs> actors. I'm just kidding. I'm just Unless kidding. you're like uh, a Mark Hamill. Like, I had no oh, idea dude, for the like longest time that he's uh, like skips in, uh, in regular show. And Joker. Yeah. yeah right. Holy crap. That guy is insanely talented. He skips? Yeah, he skips from regular show. I think I knew show. that. I think somebody told me that not too long ago. Yeah. But I'm trying to get a, a skips impression, but it's so weird. It's like the granny from, think of like the granny from SpongeBob, like the chocolate, but you have to talk like oh, in a manly great. voice. It's yeah, Optimus Prime. Voice. Optimus Prime. Bro. Mordecai Rigby. Like, Mordecai. Yeah. Okay. I forget. No, but a soothing voice. You fools. I, have a, <laughs> I tell him like that. It's, I have a little, little snippets, but I can't talk in like full sentences as skips yet, but it's something I'm working on. <laughs> okay okay totally yeah 
Yeah, but boy, voice actor. I mean, I, I could do, you know, a couple impressions with voice, but uh, soothing voice? Maybe. I don't want to say I do have a soothing voice because then I have to talk like this. John, but, talking uh, you know, smooth yeah, jazz. Yeah. KWJZ. Yeah. Right. And I also don't want to say, nah, bro, I don't have a soothing voice because I don't <laughs> want to say this. Here. Nah, you're good. Yeah, I piss yeah. you off every time I talk. <laughs> <laughs> But um, voice acting would be pretty fun, though. Like for a video game, that would mm -hmm. be fucking amazing. Yeah, that's, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, amazing. like I think when I when I started this journey and like I decided I want to be an actor, I was like in the heat of like competitive esports with like GCU, ah. and so like seeing people like Matt Mercer voice McCree and everything, like yeah. my mind, I'm like, holy crap! If I could be a voice for like Overwatch or something like that, I know it's a lofty it's goal. Yeah, it's like yeah, right, who needs yeah. more white males in the in Overwatch? Yeah. But like. <laughs> uh, Troy Baker, the uh, The Last of Us, mm -hmm. as Joel. That yeah, he did that perfectly. Bro. Yeah, yeah, amazing. I'm all about it. If I could voice act for a video game, my life would be freaking complete. Um, so like you mentioned, like before you got into acting and stuff, like so, what encouraged you guys to get into acting? Like, was there like a specific inspiration, or was it mm -hmm. kind of just like long term? Or oh no, ever since I was like seven years old, I watched Taken and I saw Liam Neeson kicking. I was like, I want to do that in a film. And I just decided to pursue acting, man. It's very fun. It's so fun. Like, reading the script and have it come to life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Being on a set, meeting new people. You know, you're just... It's kind of like... You're, like, loosening up. You have an excuse to loosen up and, like, mm -hmm. act weird. You know what I mean? No, it's, yeah, for sure. So, that's kind of like... It's very fun, man. Yeah, I just think yeah. it's very fun. It's I think it's one of those things. Um, I have a, a little bit of a story if you're interested. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's one of those things of like I could go 14 hour days and be absolutely exhausted I'd, and I'd be completely fine with coming back the next day at like six AM. Yeah. You know, and that's what makes like that's how you know you love it. You know what 100%. I mean? Because yeah. like you're just so tired, but you like I'd rather be here than anywhere else, you know what I'm saying? So absolutely. Um but yeah, if you're if you're interested to hear the story, um, totally. So I've always been, you know, interested in story. I think a lot of that came out in video games. Um, but so like that passion really filtered into uh, I thinking I wanted to do computer science and be some kind of creative director for a video game or whatnot. Hmm. Um, so I went to school for computer science my freshman year. Um, I did fine, but I did not like the work at all. Mm -hmm. um, I think it it kind of sucked the creativity out of everything. I really wanted to focus more on the storyboarding side of things. So that's where I found screenwriting. And then from there, uh, found acting and really latched onto that. Um, and been studying that for the past I think, two, three years now. And so it's been, a, yeah, it's been a really cool experience to, you know, kind of take it from the screenwriting side and the acting side and being able to filter both of those into what I do. Oh yeah, totally. So, yeah. Um, and Alex, how you mentioned like how it's cool that like you get to like see it like just finished and completed like story driven and stuff like that. Like I was uh, Hector and I we drove down to uh, Tucson uh, to return some some of the equipment. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you two are the uh, are the lead roles of our short film Brotherhood, uh, the Western film. Oh yeah. Um, and dude, he showed me the the cuts like the the rough cut yeah. of like the first ten minutes. Dude, it's going to be like 15 minutes. Oh, that's great, bro. Maybe more than that. When I'm like, saying this is like the most the most excited I've been for a dude, project. Dude, it's so cool. Oh dude, yeah, gosh. like this semester, this is like, I was just so amped because we went to like a freaking Western <laughs> yeah. world, bro. Like this. So, like, yeah, 
And and like the the whole premise behind that, which it makes it like ten times cooler, is that Hector is a director, um, and for his directing class, he was told to make a short film. Um, I guarantee, without a doubt, uh, a, a major portion of everybody had a very little budget, if not if not nobody. Yeah. Oh, he had the biggest budget. and 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 he like broke the bank. Like he rented oh, yeah. a, a western town. Yeah, like, yeah, a, like yeah. A, a western town Absolutely. down in Tucson. Yeah, and um, props, uh, characters like dressed out. Um, we went to the costume department, which and got a majority of the stuff, mm. but um, a few extra things he bought, all that kind of stuff. And um, we we got canceled from our original location, which was like a, a big western town, and then we got uh, and then we found another one five days before we were supposed to shoot, which which is when they canceled. And so we went to a smaller location, but it was perfect. Like, like me, we made it work. The like, scale did very well. Yeah, the scale didn't interrupt no, it at all. No, not at all. And actually, like I was talking to Hector about it, and I was like, in reality, the main scenes where it's actually like an interactive scene in front of, like, like out in the open, they're at night. Mm. Like when they're close-up shots yeah. of people, um, it's at nighttime. Mm. So literally, there's like, it's like black behind everybody. Mm. Um, but, and then it was only like the very brief transition shots that were actually outside, like in the exterior of the buildings where you're actually getting like a wide out shot. Um, so in reality, like after all the cuts and everything, like it looks great. Like mm. there's no way you could tell that it's like a three quarter scale, but it, it, oh. but it looks great. But the, but I, I say this because as I'm like sitting there in the passenger seat, like watching it, I'm like ecstatic. I'm like, I'm like. Yeah, I can't wait like, to woo. see just the full finished product. Not yeah. to ask for any spoilers, but was the beginning scene as good as we were thinking it was, was going to be? It was good. Okay. It, it was okay. good. Nice. Good stuff. Um, no spoilers, of course. No spoilers. Yeah, no, <laughs> but it can't. was oh, the, the, the smoke scenes. Mm-hmm. Ah, beautiful. Very much looking forward to that. Um, but um, focus, the focus and stuff, like the transition. Oh, mm. Noise. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was that was definitely one of the more smoother shoots too that I've I think yeah. I've done. Like even though we had our issues, I think there are issues with every shoot that you're on. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, especially There's when it comes fun. to student stuff, which yeah. I put this absolutely. way above like you know being a senior, being like two days away from graduating. Yeah, like to the the, the level that you know uh, Parker and yeah they just oh they yeah. blew it but, out of the water. Yeah, like not even just the budget, like. The, the time and the effort put into this short film mm. absolutely and then was the, way, the fight choreography too like they had me just practice over and over again and I was like that's great because yeah. usually like in other ones they would have like they would have it uh, done on set like literally yeah. that day be like all right bro yeah. you gonna do this and I'm like oh, okay all right I saw it on the paper but we didn't really practice this bro but you know what I'm saying so. I feel like I have such a 48 hour film festival mentality yeah. when it comes to projects because I'm so ready to like pick that stuff up. So the fact that we had like three, four rehearsals to go over, like even just the action for a day or the blocking for a day, it just again above and beyond whatever oh, yeah. other stuff I've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had uh, pre-dress, like had photographs of everybody's outfits and stuff like that. It didn't help too much when we left your costume at <laughs> oh at school. Did you um? <laughs> So actually, actually, oh, that was um, hilarious. Zaven uh, ended up taking it on accident. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I have the film. I have. Okay. I have the behind the scenes. He has the whole interaction. Him. I have behind the scenes oh, of no. of him walking in, going like like sheepishly, like holding it up, like hey, dude. And we're I just like, and we're like, <gasps> dude, oh my like God. he has it. 
And I zoom in on Hector. And Hector is staring at me at the camera. Holds his palms up. And falls to his knees. <laughs> Dude, but that was perfect And just like timing, looks at though. the ground. And like does like a deep sigh. And then like slowly gets back up. <laughs> Cannot wait to see the BTS for that. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, it was funny. I saw I saw the clip right after he recorded it. Like he, he moves the camera towards Hector right when he's like dropping on his knees. Like, and then you oh. hear someone say, Hector. <laughs> <laughs> but like oh, he was like, awesome. I'm sure he was like so stressed out. Like he, he, he even oh, told yeah, me. Everybody. Was. He even told me um, uh, they they saw a um, like an interview with uh, Tim Burton, and um, and like the best advice he got was from uh, what's the like the dark dark poet uh, uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, he said um, he um, he gave him the best advice, and it was uh, whatever you do, just make sure you enjoy it. Like mm. and so like he was like saying like. Um, like he was stressing during the editing and stuff like that, or like, like, like while on set, Hector said he was like pretty stressed out, and you could totally tell. Like, oh. and, oh, and yeah, obviously and it too. would yeah. be, obviously you would be. Yeah. Um, like there's there's only so far where you could just be like, ah, it's fine before yeah. like things fall apart. Yeah. Um, and so, but he he said, um, if there's one thing, just like maybe like enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. But um, but in the end. It's it's so awesome to look back on, um, and you guys did a great job. And and that's what's oh, so you, cool. Thank that's you. what's so cool about it is the fact that it could have just been nothing, like it could have just been a car chase in the middle of downtown, like mm-hmm. it could have just been something super simple, no budget. But for you guys, it would almost be like a disservice because it's mm-hmm. not like high quality stuff. So like, I think if students had that kind of mentality where this could be their next big thing rather than waiting to graduate and then just be like, all right, where's my big break? Yeah, absolutely. Instead, that- just just like doing with what you can. And even if there is no budget, like at least putting the time and effort into it so that you're like, hey, this is something I'm proud of, not just a, a class grade. Yeah, that's, I mean, that I think that kind of filters into my writing a little bit. It's like I'm writing right now. I could absolutely turn in what I have, but... I'm trying, like the professor I have, I'm trying to keep him as a mentor, like as a peer uh, after school and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I could turn it in and probably land like a mid B mm-hmm. and then just be there. It's like, but why not just like put in the extra time? Yeah. Like actually make this something that could be a spec script that could sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that goes into what you're talking about with film students, like not doing it for a grade, like yeah. not doing it to like film degrees are easy unless you take the freaking time and yeah. you want to make something incredible. Uh, what's your major, Colin? Uh, so digital film production with an emphasis on screenwriting. Okay. And yeah. Alex? Uh, digital film with emphasis on production. Ah, okay, cool. So, like, what's the what's the goal? What's the... Oh, man. Act- um, is it specifically acting? Uh, I think acting is definitely, like, my first love. Um, uh-huh. I would I think for acting, acting on studio projects, feature films, um, uh-huh. you know, action, drama, thriller. Um, and then for... And I even like to do some comedies. But then for writing, I would want to be a staff writer on a television show for Netflix or Amazon. Mm-hmm. Alex? Uh, the main goal is acting. That, that's like number one. But also screenwriting is something I'm trying to get into. Uh, directing as well. You know, directing my own films and also starring in my own films. That would be pretty, that would be pretty great. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, it's just me just moving up. Obviously, student films. Uh, I just did a couple this semester and I'm just... You know, like you said, it's better to, like, try your best right now before yeah. you graduate, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, you know, it's all about timing. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to utilize your time very wisely. Like, 
right now is the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, ex like, like people always say like, oh, I got to wait till I have this. I got to wait till I have this. But it's like, you're always going to be missing something, even though you keep going. So like, why not just start yeah. now? So that's kind of like what I'm doing. Like, even here at GCU, like, even though I'm doing like student films, I'm like still trying to like build my resume so I could do more big projects yeah. later on, you know, so. And I'm, what year are you again? I'm a freshman. You're <laughs> Dude, if I had them, oh my gosh, it's, I, I'm going <laughs> to, nope. I'm not going to hit myself because I can look at this and be like, oh no, my gosh. No, but you're but like, doing great, bro. It, do, it doesn't, it's yeah, not that, it's, it's like. It's not a comparison. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not too late either. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, it's just best like do it right now. But you're doing a great job. Yeah. Like, you're, you're a phenomenal actor. I think it's more of just a, a compliment to you. Uh, we're just tapping our backs over here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, congratulations. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Good job. I think it's more of just to say like, I'm. It's very cool to see that you have this mentality as a freshman walking in as well. Because, like, that mentality hit me when I was a first semester junior, you mm, know? Okay. And so, just, dude, you're going to you have you're gonna do phenomenal. Like, you have three more years in front of you. Like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah. that. Especially if you stick with these guys. You're going <laughs> to you're gonna get some good stuff. I love done. the boys, man. I love my boys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I think... Like it's it's very easily attributed to to sports because I've been in sports like my whole life and it like like when you don't practice hard or you don't know how you uh, react to difficult or uh, stressful situations you you have like this thought of like oh I'm gonna be so much better during mm. the game because I'm gonna be giving it my all. And it's like, but then when the game time shows up, you don't know how to do it. Like, you don't know how to perform at that level. Yeah. And so it's like, during, like, practice and rehearsals and, like, all these different um, short, short films that could, quote, unquote, just be grades. Mm -hmm. Like, in, I think uh, film majors are so, like, it's such an interesting major uh, because unlike, because I'm in business college, and in business college, they're like, oh, you need to start a business, but they're not going to tell you, hey, for a grade, you're going to start a little business mm. and then try and make it so big. Uh, and if you reach this amount of money, then you get like this amount, like this grade, something like that, like something where it's like trial based. And they're literally just like using grade, using a grade, they can pretty much force you to do a project. Mm. Um, like they don't do that. But in film, it's like, no, 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 no. You have to, you have to practice your, your craft, but like, there's like, uh, art and film and stuff like that. Like those, those artistic, uh, fine arts and stuff like that. Like that is like the coolest because they literally will tell you, all right, you're going to be doing what you're going to be doing for your career and you're going to be practicing it and we're going to be grading you for it. Yeah. And not every major you're able to do that. Cause I mean like accounting is not like literally they're like, okay, go get a mentor or go get, um, Go, like, find an internship. Hmm. Never are they going to actually say, like, all right, so we're going to do it, and I'm going to, like, hold your hand, we're going to walk through, and then you're going to get graded for it. Yeah. But as long as you just do well and participate. But um, but I, that's what I think is so cool. So, so, yeah, it's, like, so many opportunities that are, like, at your fingertips. And we have the cage. And the cage at GCU is, a um, like, a rental space. But depending on your major, you can – it's like a, it's like a tree, um, and like a, like a roots of a tree. And like, if you're low on the scale, then you get like only a couple items. You get a cannon. You get, you get a cannon. <laughs> just a little cannon. Just a, just yeah. a little bitty one with one lens. Um, and then, but as you 
by your senior year in directing 303 or whatever it is, um, you and you're on the top, you can you have access to everything. Yeah, I think they have including a, red, a yeah. red camera, a black magic, I believe. Yeah. And what did we use? We used we uh, used I think we used a it, it was was it a red? No. I don't know. It was a big camera. Yeah, I know it wasn't was the black magic. It the, was the black magic Ursa. I used that back my sophomore year or yeah. it was in that shoot. So I, I know that camera pretty well, yeah. or at least from looking at it. I, f- I forget which one it was. One of my friends was pointing it out and was like checking it out. And I was yeah, like, it was a nice yeah. ass camera. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it, with that and all the attachments and stuff, it was like 16 grand. Oh, jeez. To, to give Whoa. you like a, to give you like a, yeah. an idea. So Parker wasn't kidding when he said he had literally $30,000 worth of equipment right. in the bed of oh, his yeah. truck. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, like, drive he, that over there. <laughs> yeah. And like we tried doing like the, the, the steady cam. Like the mm. rig, like that the, gimbal. the mount. Oh, yeah. oh no, yeah, not the gimbal. Like the, mount. the, the yeah. chest mount thing. Um, but we didn't that have enough cool. weights at the bottom, and it's like, no, we're we're not risking it. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. like we're no not just gonna that. be like, hey, look at this. Like at one point, you threw my backpack on there trying to level it out. Yeah, and just was like stumbling around. <laughs> yeah, we're like, nope, nope, nope. And he yeah. was about to do that first. Like he was about to just risk that. Like the yeah. first shot, we didn't yeah. even shoot anything, and I was like, good, let's just do the tripod yeah. instead. Yeah, so so majority it was tripod. Which and it turned out great. Yeah. Um, and even Hector like uh, commended Parker on. He's like, dude, it was late at night. We were all tired. Um, it was like three three a.m. and he's having this janky camera on his shoulder, and he and it and it's got a handle like a like a milk carton, yeah. except it's on top. Yeah. And so he's like, his his wrist is like protruding out, and he's like, he's he's steadying the thing on the shoulder. Like there's no shoulder cam, like mm-hmm. shoulder mount. It's literally just a rectangular base that's that was, connected to a tripod. That was for the uh, bar, yeah, the, for the, the bar saloon fight. scene, yeah. And so, yeah. like, literally, he has it on his shoulder, and he's he's like carrying it like like a carton of milk on his shoulder. Yep. And he, but he's like filming, and so it was pretty funny. Uh, and so, it, and the fact that it was that late, we were like, yeah, props to you, man. Like, it turned out pretty smooth. Yeah. I think um, it was when I woke up the next morning after that shoot, and I was like kind of tired, but I was up before most people. Mm-hmm. Like looked around, it's like seven a.m. I'm like, and they say we're gonna be on set like nine a.m. He ended up giving us an extra hour to sleep, but uh, you know, it was uh, I think it was a one a.m. followed up by like a three a.m. when we all yeah wrapped up. But I mean, hey, we're there for it. That's what we're and then oh, and what we was were back this? at on campus at like five thirty. Yeah, the fact that we also had that space for as long as we wanted, like freaking shout out to. A Rick, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, got, that man is an, a gem. Yeah, he, he literally told us he was like super excited that we were doing the film and stuff. Right. Um, and then he had other people too. Yeah, he brought the his extras. He yeah. brought his crew. Yeah, which was very fun. You want to talk about that for a second? Those sure those sick dudes. Oh, oh yeah, that was are we allowed to? Super cool. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Cool. Okay, do whatever we want. Yeah, do what we want. Do what you want. Kill someone on this podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. The like <laughs> fact that full blown extras with actual forty fours just hanging out, wanting know, to raise the authenticity of. Our I looked film. at them and I was like, "Oh, those are some cool guns." And they're like, "Oh yeah, they're real." And I was like, "Oh dang, yeah. that's cool." Yeah. When I started hearing the click when that, he was just like rotating know, like, around the cylinder, I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> oh. Man. I was like, "Nice." Um. Yeah, those guys were super cool. But but even like Randy, Randy, the big tall guy that mm-hmm. I was gonna do a podcast with, but it fell through. We're postponing it. Anyways, um, yeah, he's like fifty million dollar shoot, like film. That's he's crazy. gonna be on budget film, uh, 
And uh, he's only been into Western acting for two years. And he's like ranking up. He was, he got an invitation to go uh, on a spaghetti Western in Spain. That's awesome. That's um, and he's awesome. just like, yeah, and then COVID happened. Uh, but I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> he's like, I still got the invite. So I'll just wait until it's over. No. And then they'll, they'll still just invite me. Yeah. He said over there, Western actors are treated like kings. Dang. My so, mind my mind just goes to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, for Spaghetti Westerns. But I know it's such a disservice to the, <laughs> the actual craft. It turns out, like, I didn't know this. He explained to me what Spaghetti Westerns were. But um, come to find out, they're some of the most, like, famous Westerns, like, out there. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. So Fistful of Dollars. Um, like, there, there's, a, there's quite a good list of ones where like at first i was like nah these are like knockoffs hmm. like the w- when he was describing it I was like nah these must be like knockoff westerns like comedies that are cheesy and they're like yeah yeah some of them are cheesy and he's like um and a few of them are comedies and so i was like yeah these are just knockoffs and he's like come to find out like clint eastwood's like a spaghetti spaghetti actor and i was like what it's nuts yeah it, it, it's just super funny like you wouldn't have thought that but in the film world you could film anywhere um, as long as location is relatively similar and stuff like that. Literally, he said, if and you it, don't get like a car, like a Toyota, just in the background. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That, you're good. Um, yeah. I, I, there's quite a few bloopers of random stuff happening, like Ugh. over throughout all the movies, which is just hilarious. But um, reverting back slightly. Um, so like, why, why acting? Like, what does acting specifically do? that nothing else really does. Um, because like you mm. said, story, like you like the story, you like putting the story out there and stuff like that. But um, the actor isn't the storyboard artist type of thing. Like they don't have control over exactly what, um, like what the character portrays, I guess. But but they have it completely in the, their control, like how they portray it. Um, I know that in the movie Venom, um, uh, what's his face? Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yes. Um, Jinx. Tom Hardy. Triple Jinx. Oh, no, that's uh, double. He, he read like all the Venom comic books and stuff like that. Mm. And he did all his research just to know who, who his character was and stuff like that. And then on set, he he threatened to to leave, to absolutely just just straight up and leave. Like if they didn't do like a couple things that were like pretty detrimental to him because he was like, no, 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 no. Like I've just learned everything about this character. Like he would absolutely not do that. So I'm about ready to like up and leave if you don't add that. And so literally that, that's the, that's the exception. But besides that, and if, if it's not like a student film or something like that, where you're pretty much doing all the roles, um, like why acting specifically? Like what does acting do that nothing else can? Want to take that, Alex? Or you want me to? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, it, it, it. It, it, it like, it, it fulfills me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's like, it makes me whole. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. It, it, it makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's very important. Is to be happy. I like you know being on set and portraying a character, especially if it fits like a hard character that to do, and. Also kind of like write kind of like a background story. Not like a background story where it's like so different from like the actual script, but kind of add, you know, just a few little elements there like of my own. That way it'll help me yeah. be like, you know, uh, uh, have a better performance. But it, it's just, 
it, it's very fun, man. I don't know how else to like uh, say it. It's just like I just love movies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love movies. I love you know visual experiences. They're it's very fun. It's it's my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. my heart. My heart. Yeah. Um, I think for me and this kind of this journey into film that I've I've been on, not to not to be too flowery. Um, I really just fell in love with like, I know the ability to like touch, move and inspire people through your performance. Yeah. Um, not, not to say that like my, um, my value and my, my worth in that is based on other people, but it's just, it's such an interesting thing to like be able to bring a story to life and like really, really make a real character. I feel like I've seen so many roles where it's just like, I see a character rather than a person, but I think breaching past that and being able to bring another level of authenticity to it. You know, I, I love that process, the research that goes into it, especially if I'm portraying like a, a real character or like a character that's very close to a real character, you know, the research that goes in mm-hmm. and um, just the more I learn and the more I, uh, you know, better and kind of free up my instrument. It's just, uh, it makes it such a more enjoyable process. And as Natalie Portman says, you get there after all that research and then you just play, you have a fun time. Yeah. It's, it's a great time. Do you think like the intent, like granted, every career pretty much is not every, but a majority of careers are kind of based around this intent. Do you think the career is kind of like a, as far as enjoyment, do you think it's almost kind of like a selfish thing? Like as far as, cause most arts, most arts are, I'm not necessarily saying selfish, but in arts, um, it, there are some people that don't, um, have, um, their own connection to it, to the, to the piece, to the art, to the, to the craft. Okay. So they'll, um, so they'll do it specifically because of the market. Um, and especially since you guys are early on and you guys are passionate about it, I don't believe that's the case, but would you say that acting is more for the experience for them or the experience for yourself? Mm. Uh, I would say for yourself. Yeah. Cause you know, it's important. And if it's a good experience for you, then people around you will kind of feel that like energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they mm-hmm. will also have like a very fun time. Cause mm-hmm. it, you know, if they're on set and you know, they're making the film, well, obviously they're passionate as well. So yeah. if you kind of, you know, if you're passionate about it and you bring out that good energy, then everybody else feels it. And everybody just has like a great time. You know, I, I just, that's the way I feel. About it. Yeah. yeah. I think it starts with you. Um, I, I think it's difficult when you talk about shoots that like you either don't like the story of, or you're uh, just there. Like if you're going for paycheck to paycheck, you know, I'm not at that point yet, but mm-hmm. I've talked to so many people that are at that point where it's like, sometimes you just got to do it for that. Yeah. Um, and I think that is probably where it starts becoming for other people. Um, not to say every project is going to be a passion project, but yeah, yeah. when you really can't enjoy it and you don't enjoy the process, I feel like that's going to come across somewhat, you know, like the camera catches everything. And so if you're not really there and you don't want to be there or like, you're not believing in the moment, I think that's going to, I think that's going to come across. And I think that's going to bring down the, um, the level of the film that you could make, you know, so find somebody else that is just as passionate about this, that you're passionate about something else. Yeah. How do how do you get over stuff like that oh <laughs> um conversation with the director i think uh a lot of collaboration uh, i never come into something thinking i'm gonna change the script because as a screenwriter i despise that <laughs> but um 
I think, uh, yeah, I think everything's a conversation, man. Um, talking about what you're comfortable with. Um, I think a lot of that is before you even take on the project. I think a lot of students just go, oh, a film opportunity is sick. Wait, you want me to take my shirt off? Like, it's just, it's one of those things. It's like, <laughs> they don't even consider. Um, but after the consideration, I think it just needs to be a continued open conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, the collaboration comes in, makes it even better. Yeah. Uh, you got to communicate. It's very important to like, uh, know your boundaries and stuff like that. And, you know, if you're not comfortable with doing something, you know, you don't, you don't have to do it. Mm. You know, you just don't have to do it. You know, there's, that's not the only project you're going to be in. You know, there's thousands of projects out there, so millions true. out there. And, you know, it's very important to like, you know, like trust yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you got to like respect yourself in the project. You can't just like, all right, here, I'm, I'm just like your toy. And then, you know, I, I do whatever, you know, you say, like, I mean, obviously the director's going to be like, all right, now you're going to do this. You're going to do a left hook. Okay. That's, you know, that's fine. But if it's something like you just don't want to do at all, then you just like, obviously something inappropriate that you don't feel comfortable no. with. You don't have to do it. Yeah. I will just probably add one more thing. Um, the first 48 I ever did was a very excruciating experience. Uh, the director was not focused on the actors at all. Uh, he spent three and a half hours trying to convert uh, for or trying to uh, offload 4K footage into a program that didn't take it. Um, it was a lot of wasted time. There was not a whole lot of direction. It was a rough time. Mm -hmm. um, I think in those, that's when you really just kind of have to, I mean, in anything, you really have to just dig deep. Yeah. Um, and you have to find ways to be in the moment, even though everything around you just kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of have to like drop everything and just be in front of the camera. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's quite a few instances uh, where you said, you said like, even in like uh, bad situations, still like performing your best type of thing. Like, I feel like, like how you said, like being in the moment and making sure that, um, that you're just like performing, like you're, you're doing to the best of your ability. I feel like, yeah, like when, when you're on projects that you don't necessarily want to be on, um, it would show. And I think that's why it's important because like some of the most famous actors have been on like bomb films that, yeah. that are just like, like crazy. Like <laughs> Ryan Reynolds gets like thrown under the bus for Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. Um, and, it, but that's the thing, like Green Lantern was so long ago and yet he like came back 10 times better than before, but it's like, so like the film doesn't define the actor. Granted, it's not a good rep on there. It's not good for their rep, but, um, performing and doing well. And even on a bad film, even with a bad director, if you still perform higher quality than the film, people will notice that. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, there are definitely been movies where I'm like, wow, it was a terrible script, but the acting was incredible. Yeah. You know, and they just they just took what they had. And, you know, I'm, I think in so many of the stuff that I'm, I'm reading right now, it's like sometimes you do have to dig deep and find those things for yourself in the script that even the, you know, the screenwriter didn't even tend there, to be there. But you have to find it because that's your job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, I was going to say, because like, you know, you see a movie, right? And then, you know, you see the actors and they're, you know, they're performing well. And like you said, the script is bad. And you kind of think to yourself, like, well, why didn't anybody, like, say something? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, during this movie, but they can't. You, know, you don't want to get fired from that. Because, yeah, yeah. obviously, you know, you don't want to tell a screenwriter, I think we should change this up. This, this doesn't make any sense. You don't want to do that. So, you just, 
Like, yeah. not every, as an actor, not every movie you're going to be in is going to be great. It's yeah. not going to be Oscar worthy. Like, you know, you, it's you, not. You'll, what? You'll, <laughs> what? You'll get there. You know, I'm going to do everything I want to do. <laughs> Brotherhood isn't being in a, like, isn't nominated yet. Wait, what? What? No, we need to put that into film festivals, though. Like, oh, that'd be fun. Like, I think, like, that's something that uh, a few of my other that's projects are doing. Dude, 100%. Especially with that quality of film. Yeah. Like, even if it's not even a Western set thing. Yeah. Like, if it even falls within the possibility of being submitted, like, we need to submit yeah, yeah. that. So, um, so, we had talked about, briefly, about 48, which is a 48-hour film challenge, where start to finish, script writing, acting, casting, all that stuff. Um, editing, music, everything, start to finish, zero to 100% has to be done within 42 hours. You have to have it on like an, uh, a drive, like, a, like an external drive, or um, having submitted it or something like that. There's 48 hours, there's, 40, there's 72 hour challenges. Uh, I'm sure there's more than that, but... <coughs> have something in my throat. Anyways... Um, <laughs> So those are one way that you guys can like get into acting and stuff like that. Um, and then from there, you can either use those or do your own projects or similar projects using those as um, for film festivals. Film festivals, um, sometimes they don't always have to have a prize, right? No, not, not really. Um, the ones that I've been on, uh, I mean, for GCU and outside of GCU, I mean, sometimes it's just a plastic trophy. Sometimes it's a certificate. So, sometimes so it's a $100 is, gift card, you know? So it is quote-unquote competitive. Oh, but yeah. for the most part, you're just... Yeah. I mean, if people are passionate about their films and stuff like that, they're obviously going to want more people to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's... I think that incentivizes the process and brings out better content. Yeah. Um, and a lot of student films always need, like, actors and stuff like that. Um, what are some other opportunities to get into acting? Um, you could do theater. You know, theater plays yeah plays theater uh, um, I was gonna say um, theater is like a good place to start you know because th that, that's like it's mainly just the dialogue the acting of it you know it's more there um, you know fight choreography in theater is not really there it is but not as much you know what I mean but it's staged yeah yeah it's staged <laughs> uh, but you could kind of just start anywhere really like you could start voice and then you could just start anywhere to be honest yeah I just say start like don't think you have to have something to you, go out and like you don't have to have an agent you don't have to have a manager like yeah go out and just start auditioning like there's nothing stopping you other than that than your own like self-consciousness yeah right or you could just make your own stuff like yeah. you, don't have, you don't have to be in, in a school or like just make your own stuff and like you know put it on youtube or something like like it all just starts somewhere like uh couple years back, I was in middle school. I was like sixth grade. Me and my friend, uh, we used to do these little, <laughs> we used to do these little skits. Like me and my friend, and we would like upload them on YouTube. Uh, the budget was my house, my little iPod touch. That was it. But we did something and it's not great. Obviously, like the budget's not big. We didn't, you know, we didn't sit down and write a script. We kind of improvised some of the stuff, but you know, you just start anywhere and then you, you know, slowly build your way up. You know yeah. what I mean? I think definitely looking back, like a life in film and like working in film, like you don't need a degree for it. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen different opinions online, but I think like a very popular site is no film school. And that's literally like the film school for people that don't want to spend like a call or have to pay tuition, you know? Yeah. And it's just as good of a content. This provides like a space 
and peers and for immediate people you can work with. Um, but like, you can just go out and just start doing stuff and learn as you go. Like, yeah, don't, don't try to learn everything and not fail because you're just going to be hurting yourself. Absolutely. Um, so like, is film school good for your credentials? Credentials? Credentials. Um, I will say this. Uh, so right now I'm talking with a group, uh, local production group, uh, not sure if I should name names, um, but uh, I may come on as a, a commercial writer for them for advertising. And that is something that's like, I sent a resume that said I had a degree in screenwriting. And I think that's something that just shows somebody that you've been committed to something for three, four years um, and that you followed through and that it's in the same field. But I think that's as far as it goes. And it's good to show that, you know, you're learning, like you yeah. love the learning process. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're, you're not just like, oh, well, you know, I really love it. You know, is that good enough? Like, no, like to to know that you love it, you got to like learn yeah. the process and like a, do a, stuff. You a know good quote I, mean? I heard is the intention to change is not change. And I thought that was, I thought that was A1. Um, there's quite a bit of politics in the movie world um, and film industry. Um, is... Granted, this is completely different for big name, like multi-million dollar actors and stuff like that. But on the lower level scale, um, when you show up for an audition, do they see, like, do, do the panel of judges or whatever, uh, do they see, like, your credentials, like, immediately in front of them? And are they using that to determine, like, your skill level? Or is your skill 100% in the audition? It, it It's in the audition, okay. I, I feel. Okay. But... The, the credentials, they help. They help because mm -hmm. they know that, okay, you're, you're doing work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're actually going out and seeking out work, but in the audition, in that moment, you know, they give you a job. Okay, you got to read these lines. You got to um, act this way. You, they tell you a little, about, a little bit about the character. Not, you know, not too much. They'll save that for the film. But uh, it's in the audition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the audition is the first impression. Uh, you bring in, like, headshot, resume. Uh, for me, I put a, a link to my website mm -hmm. um, and then that they can get like to my real previous projects and other work that I'm doing. That's not necessarily acting. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the audition is the audition. They're looking they're looking for a look combined with talent and direction ability. And if all that comes together, you're a good contender for the role. Totally. Um, that's pretty much how you get into acting. You just kind of yeah. experience. Oh, there's a lot of I feel like there's like websites and applications for um like <coughs> ah, i got it now um for local uh productions and things like that like i've seen like advertisements for like hey we're doing a, a shoot near you like try out audition mm -hmm. um are there like easy applications or websites that you can use to kind of like get a kickstart into that world yeah um so as far as paid stuff, uh, backstage and actors access are really good ones. Okay. Um, I think that's a good way to get, start seeing auditions and being on that like, premium label side of things. Um, other than that, a lot of the work, especially looking towards Seattle, has been in Facebook groups, um, uh. like production, like either Facebook groups or production teams. Like just literally look up like Seattle or wherever you are, like this like production group, and there will be stuff like. Yeah, there's going to be other people looking at it because there's 3,000 members in the group, but like at least you're throwing your hat in the ring. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think uh, there's one or two more, but you can take it. I'm going to take a second to think about it. Yeah, I was going to mention backstage and actors access. Like backstage, um, you know, you follow them on, you know, 
obviously you have an account, but you follow them on Facebook and Instagram and they'll notify you, you know, they got, you know, a gig near you. And then, you know, you, you just apply. You know, yeah. Someone's casting this. Uh, 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 they'll notify you, you know, if you like follow them on Facebook and Instagram. But obviously you got to have the, um, the membership to like actually apply to like more stuff, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think like the 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 thought process behind getting into acting is no matter the gig, like you should try it. Like just trying to get like like if there are options, like be grabbing every option that you can just to build up your thing. Um it is that a good idea or should people find like a, a specialty area? Uh yes and no. Um like for me this semester i took every opportunity here for the uh-huh. student films like i applied to every single one um and, and they were all like you know they were good you know you know they kind of fit me but if it's like you know something just like way out of like you know like your um uh how do you say like your morals and your values and stuff like that yeah, it's yeah. just like completely like left field you don't have to do it yeah you yeah. know because like i said before you know there's there's so many more that you could apply to but mm-hmm. uh you know it's it's best to like take opportunity you could get. You know what I'm saying yeah. you got to you got to seize that opportunity. So yeah, you got to build a resume. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, you got to get a lot of credits. You know, because um, in in the auditioning process, like I, you know, it is in the moment of the audition, but you know they see that you're working a lot. You know, yeah. so that's also like a good mm-hmm. uh, thing about you. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, I think my philosophy when it comes to that is pursue every opportunity to its end. And that end could be reading the description for the film. It's like, oh, I'm playing a KKK member today. It's like, huh, I'm not sure if I want to do that. You know, if that's your boundaries, if that's <laughs> yeah. your boundaries. Uh, no, not um, for me, sorry. But uh, yeah, I'd say pursue every opportunity to its end, whatever that is, and know your boundaries in that because, you yeah. know, uh, that will definitely serve you. Yeah, yeah. and uh, even before you kind of like apply to the audition, if it's like something where you have to like, you know, get nude or something like that they'll tell you like before mm. you kind of audition it like highlight it in red they'll like let you know right away because you know that's like very important that's like a big caution like hey just yeah. so you know if you're applying for this you're oh no do no this. it's a it's a script change like it's last minute yeah yeah <laughs> like, so instead of you're already set, on set nudist colony it's <laughs> just you know it, it seemed right for the moment and we're just we're running with that yeah <laughs> oh that'd be a nightmare yeah i um I think, I don't know, I, I've had scenarios as well where there have been, like, changes on location. Not anywhere that pushed me past my boundaries, but, oh. like, it. I think not, <laughs> for the directors out there, like, not surprising your actors, like, making them feel very safe and very mm-hmm. comfortable, even in doing uncomfortable things. Like, I think that's very important. Yeah, um, that's, yeah. That's and you're, you're damaging your reputation between them and for possible future projects if you do just pull stuff out of left field. So, like you were saying, Alex, like, that's you're just hurting yourself yeah. if you do that. Right, yeah. Like safety is number one when you're on set, bro. That's like number one priority. If they have you, okay, dude, you, you got you gotta climb this uh, uh this tower. Uh, oh, okay, all right, uh, all right, uh, let me get the safety. Oh oh no, dude, we, we don't have that. No, oh, no, climb. I'm not gonna free do climb. that. <laughs> Stunt double. All right. No. no. Um uh what do you what do you guys think your genres are? Or if you could mm. choose one. I like thriller. Thrillers are uh, pretty yeah. cool. Uh, action films that that's that's very fun to do on set. Action. Yeah. 
I think movies that I like to write and that I probably would like to act in would be like, um, like psychological thrillers. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't acted in one. I think uh, if you look a lot of my stuff, it's very dr action drama. Uh -huh. I think that's just kind of film school in a nutshell, yeah, yeah, though, yeah. or like uh, college work in a nutshell. Um, I would like to break into comedy because I feel like I have a personality mm. for it. It'll just take the right space. Um, but so far, I've, I've only done skits, which are like, that's really like uh, really stupid humor. But yeah. like, it's very fun and it's very like in the moment kind of improv. Stuff. Yeah, like SNL or like, um, have you guys seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. The, the way they write their show is incredible. I won't go too long on it, but literally they come in with like a beat sheet of like a couple of things they want to hit in the episode. Mm -hmm. But the majority of it is improv. Like they literally come that's in great. each, like when they're, I think they're on season like 15 or something. But literally that's how they've been doing everything since like day freaking one. So the it's, next episode is completely bare. Like they have no idea what's going to happen. They have an and idea. Then, and then suddenly out of nowhere, like this character's dead. And then they're <laughs> like, all right, we're going to revive him. No. There's like one of the fam most famous episodes of that is um, one of the characters is trying to convince uh, everybody that like, um god is real and like evolution is fake and if you think evolution is real you're stupid and like it's this whole like court case all because somebody got hit with like somebody rear-ended to another guy it's so funny it's so stupid but, but they can just do it they can like, do it because it's funny and it works <laughs> yeah um and then after like that scene because it's not just one continuous shot no, like after that no. scene if it goes to the courtroom they will set up the courtroom right yeah like it's it's all takes place in their bar too so they have like two little like stupid tables with water glasses and then somebody comes in with a poster and he just like he's like all right guys i finished my poster he's like that, that took you three hours to make and he's just like yeah it did now i present to you why evolution isn't real and if you think so you're a bitch <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny oh no it's great great that's, show that's great funny show. but yeah um how much improv do people have to be do um, actors necessarily have to be good at improv? Uh. Because I feel like improv is intimidating uh, to most people. I think it. Oh, you want to go ahead for that one? Yeah, it, it's like it, it's a good uh, tool to have, you know. Because sometimes, because oh, sometimes you have to like, you know, uh, let's say you improv a scene, maybe the director will like like that and keep that, you know. Yeah. Because that happens, you'd be like, oh, you know, what? I'm gonna keep that. That was low key kind of funny, you know. So it's it's a it's a good tool to use, you know. I feel like it's important, you know, in moderation. Yeah. Because I'm sure people, like you said about script writing and stuff like that, I'm sure people despise when you change it like on the spot yeah i think it takes a certain personality to come in and just see a script and be like i'm gonna make this my own thing yeah uh i think what i think for me at least uh you know i think it's different for everybody's journey with acting um improv has helped me to kind of just free my instrument like uh -huh. there's this whole thing about like um you know responding to impulses mm -hmm. instead of cues uh and i think that is what improv has helped with because you're not because there's no script, you can't look for anything. So all you have is those impulses and what feels natural. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where it's helped me the most to be able to get into the moment better um, and have, I, overall, I think my my acting has improved because of it. Huh. Yeah. Um, one time, uh, my family, we saw the actors for Napoleon Dynamite, mm. like in person, and it was really funny. Oh, wow. Um, and they were doing like a, a Q&A and stuff like that. And actually they were uh, talking about some things. But one thing that they said was, um, which like surprised most people, because of um, that film, you guys are familiar, right? Yeah, or uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Um, the script, like 99.9% .9 of the script, like in the movie, 
is what was written in the script. Like there was no like mumbling or fumbling of words. Like that's literally like what it said. Like, oh, I killed a gajillion of Wolverines. Like it was a small budget too. That movie. yeah, it was, it was a small big. budget. Yeah, yeah, huge. Um, but like like just those little tiny details of just like dumb, dumb humor words kind of thing. Like everything was scripted. And that's what kind of like made made me like appreciate like the, the background a bit mm. a, a bit more because I was just like like everything was scripted and there was one guy on set that um kept ad libbing and um the director had to like walk up to him and oh well no I don't think the director did but basically oh one of the actors um it was Uncle Rico I think it was Uncle Rico he okay. literally went up to the guy and was like dude you better just like knock it off and he's like because because the script is genius. So you better not touch anything. So like, like literally, like maybe a character said like uh or um, like at one point or something like that, but or like an extra pause that was not in the script. But ninety nine point nine percent of the movie was all scripted, and that one dude, they were just like, yeah, shut up, dude. Like, is uh just wondering, do you know if the director was the same the guy that wrote it? Because I know oh, that I believe so. Okay, because a lot of writer directors have that prerogative yeah. when they walk in. They're just like, "Hey, this is I'm directing, saying I'm writing this thing. I am in control." But so I'm was, not sure if it was that. That, was, that was like the actor's view as well. The, the actors themselves oh, were like, okay. "No, this the script is genius. You better not be tampering with it." Yeah. So it's like it, keep it's the integrity like, of it. Yeah, keep the integrity. But uh, I I just thought that was pretty funny because like you could be like the greatest improv person ever, but be an absolute terrible actor. Yeah. Or you could just be. Uh, a terrible at improv and the best actor, but uh, improv isn't necessary, at Alex, as you were saying. But it is kind of like the likable attribute that's kind of like yeah. creative like, yeah. and kind of like fluid. Mm-hmm. And if you have that freedom, then go for it. Yeah, because you're good at like two things, so you're like relaxing. Yeah, because like, like, oh dang, I got an improv. Oh, uh, okay, and then you're like yeah. mentally preparing in the background, like you know, you got it if you got two. Yeah. Like, um, are you guys familiar with Psych? Yeah, dude, I love Psych. That's dude, like, like my, one of my favorite shows. Yeah, like everything about that was like ad-libbed. <laughs> like all of Sean's repartee. Yeah. Um, Sean and Gus. So um, good. Everything that Sean says, well, not everything, but like a ton of what Sean says is just complete, utter nonsense, but is complete, like improv. And um, Gus, the coolest thing about it is that he j- he'll just play it off. Yeah. And and that's almost more difficult at times. Yeah, um, yeah. Just being able to play off something that wasn't in the script and you don't react like, dude, that wasn't in the script. Like, I don't know how to react. Yeah. But literally just going with it. And um, like there, there's like like probably thousands of cuts of just bloopers uh, and they're all ad-libbed, like improv, like and they're all different. And that's like, and it's just like a hilarious thing. But people like love that show because it's comedic. And all these things. But literally his entire character is like an expression of himself. Um, give, and the fact that he can literally just say or do whatever he wants and gets yeah. away with it. Yeah. James Roday is hilarious. I'm, yeah. I haven't seen him in much outside of Psych. But yeah. I mean, I've probably watched through Psych two or three times. Like, yeah. I've seen epi- like the, the yin-yang episodes so many times. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I probably sat down and watched it like two or three times for sure. I love it. That's great. But yeah, that's like probably the the rare ex- exception where everything you do can be improv. 
and they'll love it. I think it's a really, it's a director to director basis. And yeah. again, going back to like, we're talking about conversation. Like that is just something that needs to be talked about because yeah. there are directors who are like, Hey, by the way, script's not really important. Like I didn't really focus on the writing that much. And other ones are just like, you will save the lines. <laughs> you will do it. Say it yeah. Like they'll cut you. I've had directors that have cut me off mid sentence because I've missed a word. Um, and, like, uh, 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 nope. <laughs> exactly. Cause they, they want to keep the integrity and a lot of them are writer directors. So, uh, just put a little bit more emphasis on the, 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 exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that is funny. Um, and I guess, um, getting into acting, you have to be able to take criticism very, very well. I would assume so. because People are literally scrutinizing your, I would assume, like, depending on the director and stuff, your appearance, your, um, like, how you act, what you say. And even if you're not part of the script, people are going to inadvertently judge the actor because of the script, even though they could be completely different. Mm. Um, and actors can recognize, oh, yeah, no, that's part of the script. I don't, uh, that's not on them. But I, I guarantee you that, maybe not I guarantee, but there, are, there is a big majority of people, whether they believe, like whether they know it's happening or not, they're going to react to script towards the actor. Um, and so like performing the best uh, script wise, um, emotions wise, looks, aesthetics, twitches, like all the little tiny details. And like, it's just whatever is like likable and whatever uh, comes through to people and stuff like that, that's what gets, uh, yeah. uh, comes back and is reoccurring. But again, I guess it just all takes practice. Yeah. I think the the biggest thing, especially for people that want to get into acting, is like, just know your lines. Like, yeah. at least minimum. Like, have know your lines so back and forth that they could ask you to pick it up from middle of a sentence and you'd still be able to do it. Cool. Because I think that is where people get on people that the most about not being prepared. I mean, unless there's like rehearsal and there are like specific things you wanted to bring out when you're coming to it, like it's all in the moment too. Like you have your set plans, but like you throw it all away and you work. Um, and I think thing, I mean, that's why it's beautiful for us as actors and film is you can take multiple takes and you can have little directions. Right. Yeah. Uh, but knowing your lines and it's uh, people that yeah. don't do that. It's like, why are you even here? If you don't know your lines. Yeah, and if you don't know your lines, you can't act. Cause you're like, <laughs> yeah. like you're in your head, like, oh, what was that line again? And then like, what? Like, you what, can't are you, what are you genuine. doing? You're like, you're, you're doing this. Like, you're oh. just like thinking, you know Huge. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's like, that's something I learned. Like lines, lines, lines. You got to remember, memorize them. Cause like, if you don't memorize them, then there's just no acting really. Don't, yeah. uh, um, uh, don't, uh, don't kill me. Oh yeah. Don't, don't kill me. No. Yeah. And just like, I know it's a <laughs> podcast, but what Alex just did is like raising your eyes, like looking for the words yeah, or that's something. Some, yeah, that's something like nice you'll do. see that in so many students stuff or like a pause or like a moment of like freezing that just kills every emotion and tension yeah. <laughs> that was there. Right. Yeah. It yeah. should just be able to be natural as most natural feeling as yeah. possible. It's, it's conversation. Real. It's gotta be real. It's like you're acting, but it can't be acting. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be real. The difference yeah, between acting and performing. Absolutely. Um, I heard like from an actor, I, I, his name blank. I forgot his name. But um, he said the best, like the best advice he could give to an actor is just react to whatever they're saying. Like using the script, like making sure that you're using the script. You, he, oh, I th he said something along the lines of uh, listen 
to the words that the other characters are saying as if you're hearing them for the first time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's how you react. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the first things like you learn like going into acting is like not anticipating, but mm-hmm. then like really listening to, the, yeah, like you're saying, like really listening to the other person because like even though the script says something, if you authentically react to something, like what, what if it's better than, you know, yeah. what was in the script, you don't know. But hearing the actor first and not like, not reacting to a page or anticipating a page, but the person in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there any um, ways, like uh, any uh, cheat sheet ways that you guys can learn script, like scripts? Like how do you learn like an entire script without like, I mean, I, granted, it's going to take a lot of time yeah. and a lot of effort, but um, how do you guys in particular like go about studying like a script we're like working on for a project uh like doing? if you're acting and you need to to learn all your lines oh uh okay so what i do this i i read like a whole uh section of a page mm-hmm. like a whole section of a page even like just like the directions like what i'm doing like the stage directions yeah uh read everything and then after that read the lines all the lines don't read the stage directions just the lines then after that read your lines just read your lines and then do that again twice. Read your lines twice. And then highlight the phrase in the line. So, like, you highlight a phrase. After highlighting that phrase, you say it. So you have it, like, you know, in your in your head. You know what I'm saying? You just, you know, you do that, and then you go on to the next page. But, like, you know, do it one at a time. Don't do, like, the whole packet. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Do it one at a time. That's kind of my memorizing process. Yeah. Um, reading. Uh, the reason I pulled out my phone is I have something to show. Uh, reading the entire script, um, getting an understanding for my character, his relationships with everybody. Um, no, highlighting all my, like, yeah, highlighting all my stuff, uh, figuring out like, what am I trying to get out of this scene? Uh, and then going by a scene by scene basis, going through that. Uh, but for running lines and learning lines specifically, um, especially for stage stuff, uh, what I do, uh, there's this great app. It's called run lines with me. Um, you can, you basically just record your voice. And then every time your line comes across, you hold down the button and then you say your line. And then what it will do is when it comes to your line, uh, like when you're playing it back, it will stop and it will give you an amount of space that your line takes up to say. So if the line is like, yeah, Jeremy, let's go to the Taco Bell. It'll, it'll be like, Hey, you want to go to the Taco Bell? <laughs> and then it'll pick up. And so you have to like, huh. you have to say your line as if it was in that space. Yeah. So that really helps me because that gets beat to beat moment to moment. Um, and yeah, from then it's just, we'll be here for a long time talking about the preparation <laughs> that yeah. goes into it. But for yeah. lines, that really helps me. Yeah. It also like summarizing, like, you know, the script, you got to like summarize it. Like, you know, what, like you said, what is your character? What is your character wanting to see? What's the end goal? Tactics? What is he doing to get to it? That's all important to memorize yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I even heard um, a couple. One thing I've been getting into recently is like masterclass. Uh, and one of Samuel Jackson saying is like it's almost important to memorize the beats and the emotional shifts rather mm-hmm. than the dialogue because when you know those just as well, the dialogue will just come because mm-hmm. you feel that there is an emotional shift, and then it's like okay, well then what is the line that meets that emotional shift, and then it feels just as natural. Yeah. Do you think everybody should at least try acting? Hmm. If you love it, only, you know. Only if you love it? Yeah, yeah, you know, if you love it and you, you know, if you consider doing it, like, you know, you know, maybe I try to do, you know. You you don't have to be, like, passionate about it, but, you know, if you kind of thought about it, you know, why not? You know, it may be your thing, you know. Yeah. It's good to try stuff, you know. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm all for, I'm all for new experiences. Um, 
I think you can learn a lot and I think you could just walk away with an appreciation for what people do and make millions of dollars for, huh. or just do for a living, you know, yeah. simply, you don't need to make millions of dollars to do what you love. Yeah. But it'd be pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. It'd be an incentive. Just a little yeah. bit. As long as it makes you happy. That's, yeah. that's very important. Yep. Yeah. Like, it, like that whole scrutiny thing. Like if that is like an imbalance, like if you feel too paranoid about mm. uh, perception and like how you're being viewed or what is being said about you, if that is like an imbalance as to the enjoyment of it, um, probably not your area of expertise. No, <laughs> there is uh, there's no perfect script. There's no perfect actor. There will always be things to learn. And it, the moment you think that you know everything, it's the day you fail, actually, because you're, you're, you're like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. especially with some of my professors here for my screenwriting, like that's, I have developed a thick skin that I did not have a year ago. Yeah. A year ago, I was very Bambi-ish. <laughs> I could not take, <laughs> I, I was very defensive about my craft because I thought I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, and then looking back on that a year from now or standing where I am now, looking back on that, it's yeah. like, wow, <laughs> it, grow a thick skin. It's the beginner's conundrum. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your 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 self-esteem and your ego like skyrockets. And then when you suddenly realize, oh wait, I'm like way like bad at this compared to like the professionals, and you just tank. Yeah, it, it's always like have that mentality, like there's always more to learn because you just keep yeah. improving, just no matter what. You just you keep learning, you keep learning. Cause if you're just like, all right, there I'm done. You, hey man, you know, I'm you know, it's good to like, you know, know your worth and like it's good to know that you bring some to the table, you know, yeah. not just like, oh man, you know, like it's good to be humble. It really is. But just know that, you know, you bring some to the table too. You yeah. know, you're not just, you know, a person that, you know, people feed you stuff and they make you great. Look, like you're great. You're brave because you're acting. Uh, you know, you've been doing this for a couple, you know, years, you know, stuff and that makes you great, but there's always more. It's not just you're great and that's it. No, you're great. But there's more to do. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's kind of how you be successful always at, any, on, at anything you do. Always on the grind. Yeah. Every day. The grind. The grind. <laughs> and yeah. just, yeah. Grind. All right. <laughs> yeah. And for an actor, when you're literally not acting, you're doing nothing. Like, for the most part. Like, if there's no gigs, no nothing, and, like, you're not set up for anything, if somebody's lackadaisical, they're literally no income, mm -hmm. no no passion is being fulfilled. Like you have to fairly consistent, be very consistent and pretty on the ball for things. And right. like sometimes uh, I guarantee that there are opportunities that are like amazing opportunities, but it's almost, almost like first come first serve. Mm. Like you got to like be on the ball and like ready for that. Yeah. And that's where like agents come in and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, that's where that, that stuff is really important. But then <laughs> we're students. Yeah. Well, you got to that, that start comes, somewhere. You it comes later. Really uh, for like, I don't know, the whole like luck is preparation meeting opportunity. Like you have to be on your stuff because you won't recognize opportunities if you aren't practiced and you aren't pushing in your craft, you yeah. know? Like, I think that's where you stagnate and you fall off. And I think that's where a lot of people give up in this industry is the work isn't coming in. There isn't the money that they thought or they were promised. You know, you may have an agent, but you're not getting work. Or yeah. You're not landing your auditions. And then you're just like, wow, like, I, it's like, because there's no work coming to me, I'm not going to work toward anything. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they just drop off because it's difficult. Yeah. That's not a good way to do it. You also got to do it. It's not just your agent doing, you know, your, your stuff. You got to, you know, how you started, you got to 
put in the work yourself, mm -hmm. seek out auditions, simple as that. You got to keep with that mindset. Obviously, you have an agent, which is good. He sends you work, you know, stuff that he thinks would be good for you, but you also have to seek it out yourself. Yeah. You should be like very extroverted, like extra uh, outgoing, not outgoing, but you got to be open minded. Um, open minded. Yeah. You have to be um, receptive, not necessarily like directly to you, but you going to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's where the, uh, that's where the, the, the thick skin comes in again. Oh yeah. It's cause like, you're going to be told that. Absolutely not. You're trash. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah the, they won't, might, they might not tell you you're trash and stuff, but like if they do, wow, that's kind of for them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, did you guys see that, um, that little Tom Cruise? Oh yeah. I just uh, heard about voice that bit? yesterday. Dude. It's, I didn't, um, essentially, uh, oh the re they, it was completely just, well, it was completely justified. Yeah. Uh, two crew members, uh, took off their masks and broke, uh, like COVID, uh, guidelines on set and Tom Cruise just ripped into them on set. Crazy. Um, but anyway, that's the whole thick skin thing. It's like, are you still going to stay on set after you just got ripped into Tom Cruise? Yeah, Not yeah, saying yeah. go out there and break COVID guidelines, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be prepared for stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And the more like experiences you have, like the more you're on set, the more auditions you have. Like, obviously, if it's like your first ever audition, you're going to be nervous as hell. And that's normal. You know, it's okay. But just realize, hey, this is your first time. And if you love acting, you're going to do well. But the more auditions, the more uh, sets you're on, you're going to be comfortable. You're, you're going to develop the thick skin. You know, you're not just born with the thick skin you got to develop it you know some people are born with thick skin and they're just like hey man here i am i don't care what the hell you think some yeah. people are like that but it's kind of like yeah. i don't think there's a single person that was is just like you yeah. know born with that you know i think you put hours and i think that really hits me as a screenwriter it's like you pour hours and hours into something and you literally you you think you perfected it to a t and then to be told that your stuff is crap like it sucks because you were the one creating it. Yeah. And you put time into it. You yeah. Know, and you're emotionally invested in it. And you're you know? passionate about it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, and yeah. so to be told that you suck at something you worked hard at is not a fun feeling, but yeah. to be able to walk away from that and just know your self-worth is not set in their opinions of you mm -hmm. is, I think that's a very powerful place to be in. And also use that critique, like as a, you know, feel to do better. Like, you know, yep. just keep improving. Cause now, you know, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can only learn something once. <laughs> yeah. You only, you win or you learn. That's it. There's no loss. Win or learn. That's it. Uh, you, you probably have to be pretty creative in changing destructive criticism into constructive criticism. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think it comes a lot of just, uh, at least for me, just journey and, and self-worth and, and having grace for yourself. Um, especially in this field, because there's going to be a lot of rejection. Mm -hmm. um, and just knowing again, like that, you're not defined by those circumstances yeah. is very important. Right. Absolutely. It's a very big theme in my life. Um, so what are your guys's um, encouragement to those that want to get into acting and are trying to, but maybe like hitting a roadblock? Um, do you guys have any encouragement to those people? I'm just gonna take take a second to really think about that. If I get one word of advice, I'm trying to mm -hmm. trying to think about it. Well, uh, you said one word yeah. advice. You said not you said. a word. But <laughs> go for it. Like uh, a sentence would be would be okay. I'll pass. Well, roadblock roadblocks are gonna happen. You yeah, know, just anything you do, but as long as you love it and know that this is for you, if there. 
if it chose you, you know, then you're good. You're going to hit roadblocks, but it's okay. You just got to keep pushing. got to keep pushing. got to keep pushing. Not like, you know, obviously you're going to have days where you're like, oh man, like, you know, this sucks. And that's fine. Like, you know, you're a human being, but you just got to keep pushing, man. You just got to keep pushing. And that's it. Yeah. Hard times will, hard times will happen. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to overcome those, but that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Just keep pushing. That's it. Um, Don't feel like you have to be somewhere to do something that you like to be worthy of something. I have to be here, you know, because I think thinking that it puts you in a very like powerless position. Um, It's like, oh, yeah, I have to get a degree to go into film or like I have to go to this workshop or make this amount of money or have to be tall in order. Yeah, yeah, I have to be dude. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like for me on my like physical journey, that has been such a thing is I have to be. Um, I have to be X to be worth something or to be noticed or to do something. The moment you can just accept where you are and just run full head into something, that's when you're going to surprise yourself, but you're also just going to realize that that's just all in your own head. And you're the only one that is, is stopping you from being where you want to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got to accept like, you know, cause like you said, like, you know, physical, like you make like people may be insecure, like, you know, Oh man, I can't be an actor because I don't have blue eyes or whatever. But it's like, no, dude, that, that has nothing to do with acting yeah. at all. Like, and it's like not not having that as a condemnation for yourself. Just accepting not accepting is not. I think this is. I want to emphasize this too. Like, accepting is not the same thing as like complacency or like or like um, what's the word? Um, I don't know, like mediocrity or something. It's like, oh, it's like, yeah, okay, I guess this is that exactly. Yeah. Like, it's it's not that. It's more of just being content with where you are, but know that you want to be somewhere and having those goals, but not making it a thing and an idol in your life of like, I have to have this to have success, money, you know, love, gratification, like any of that stuff. And it's like, like all that, like money and success. It's not like something like, cause when like, you don't, you don't put it on a pedestal. You know what I'm saying? You don't put it yeah. like, cause the more you put it on a pedestal, like, oh man, money and success is like, oh man, I wish I had that. Like the more far away it is from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, you got to keep telling yourself like, yeah. I am happy. I am successful. I am. Money. And then the law of attraction would just happen and it would all, it will all come to you. But not if you just like, obviously you have to put the work in. You can't just sit down and be like, all right, the law, law of attraction is going to yeah. come to you tomorrow. You got to put the work in, obviously. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. It's good Absolutely. stuff. Super cool. Well, I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited to watch you guys' journey. Oh, thank you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Like, where do you where do you want to be, or like, what's the what's the end goal? We're talking about all of ourselves. I'm curious about you. Oh boy. Well, that's the that's it for this episode. (laughs) I was about to say, what's your bank statement, bro? (laughs) Well, um, my goals. Um, I mean, I'm going for entrepreneurial studies. Mm -hmm. Um, I had always been, um into the idea of being an engineer um, for a long time because I love to create. I love building things. Um, and then when I realized that I would not have quite the uh, creative freedom, kind of like what you were saying with um, Colin, with uh, video game design and stuff like that, like when you no longer have the creative freedom and are just strictly built to uh, defining physics type of thing, Yeah, it's like not necessarily your repartee. So I just, and I love art. I love the design aspect of, and being creative in anything and everything that I, I do. Um, and so I, I, I fell in love with the idea of 
sounds selfish of basically just being my own boss. But the real reason is because I want to be able to have the flexibility to help as many people as I can. Um, and basically be able to dedicate my time to someone or something mm. for a particular passion, for a particular project. And um, prevention is a passion project of mine that I see um, having make becoming a business um, and becoming angel investing, invest in people and their craft and their passions. Um, I'd love to be able to to help fund student films, help do all this stu- other things. Sick, man. Like I'd love to... Um, I love passionate people and my goal is to help as many as I can. Well, what piece of advice would you give like someone who wants to be like an entrepreneur and wants to work for themselves? Um, don't do it for a quick buck. Okay. Um, cause I, I noticed way too many people, uh, like in reality recently, like freshman year when I was like understanding, all right, this is business. This is entrepreneurship. Like this is what I'm getting myself into. Um, that's the exact moment that I realized that I despise the entrepreneurial mindset. Hmm. Um, the, um, the, the mindset that it's become over the year, over the very recent years, the entrepreneurial mindset is amazing. Um, going, making yourself, uh, creating a business, doing all that stuff. I love it. I like, that's what I want to do. That's like amazing to me, but what it's become in very recent years the term entrepreneur uh, has become, um, I have a short little business where I literally sit back and let my website do the work. And I'm 13 years old and my parents are millionaires. So I'm going to take pictures in a Bugatti. Um, and then I'm going to post those all over the internet with the um, shirt that says entrepreneur. And that in very recent years, has been like very annoying hmm. and like very cloud seed yeah thing, like, it's it's yeah. extremely it's, it's all the flashy trend. stuff it's know? extremely flashy yeah. and all no it is substance literally somebody said uh in recent like business insider said um that entrepreneurs in america have grown 300 percent in like the, the recent decade or something like that and i'm just like yes and no like i could definitely see that being very true in some regards but also how many of those people are just in it for the clout? Um, literally the term entrepreneur has been, has recently become like, like a, a fairly high esteem per, like thing. So uh, it's like an ego booster for mm. those that have little of it. So, um, or too much. Um, mm. And basically what it is, it's just, it's become annoying. And so it's like a, like it's a, it, and, and, and everything they do and everything they say is, um, I can make you a million dollars in three weeks. All you have to do is make $333,333 per week. And you're like, no, like, no, oh. wow. Like, I would have never guessed. Yeah. If money was that easy to make, everybody would do it. I know. Like, exactly. Like, and and, yeah. uh, and so, so many people are so in it just for the money, like just for the get rich quick. And when people are just in it for the money… They make bad moral decisions and bad personal decisions and time commitment decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, things that I just, I don't condone. Uh, I would much, much rather let something, let somebody um, get rich or get, um, ha- like, be happy in a certain area instead of me. 
mm. if they're if they're passionate about it. Um, like if 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 they are if they love starting a com- coffee company and like that's their dream and their passion, and I'm in the process of starting one, I would much rather just bring them on as a partner and slowly give it to them. Like I would love that. Like sick, to yeah. me, I would find much more uh, happiness and, cur- and encouragement, and then I could pass my time to something that I'm also more more quote unquote more passionate about. Meanwhile, that person gets uh, reaps the rewards and the enjoyment of fulfilling their dreams. Uh, and so uh, I realized somewhere in high school that I was like, you know what? I want to be like a I want to fulfill people's dreams. And that was, that that's the goal. And um, and being uh, I just coined this term yesterday and uh, hey, that's an a ins- good goal, too, an inspirationalist. Though. I want to be an inspirationalist. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah, so, absolutely. It, it, it says a lot about you, bro. It says that you're a great person. Like you, you want to well, people's dreams. I'm a pretty good actor too. <laughs> yeah. Have you oh, uh, have kidding. you been acting in anything no. recently? No. no I, that was my first thing. Really? Yeah, dude. I didn't so even sick. have a, I didn't even have a talking line. You you carried. But I got beat to a pulp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You played a good. You know. You I'm carry gangsta. you carry away a like a stomach. an aura of like professionalism where you go ah, thanks, and just man. like yeah I mean that yeah, combined I with like fooled you <laughs> very outgoing as well so you fooled me I thought you were an actor yeah that's good stuff man. oh that's hilarious or at least you had you had the spirit for it which it like if somebody told me that you were an actor I would I wouldn't even think twice sweet yeah, so. yeah if you were to say oh yeah i've been in a couple projects i would have believed you which for I, I was I, you see the back of my head in the 48 hour film challenge okay good yeah. stuff <laughs> which uh goes to show for our uh listeners out there that you don't have to have the absolute crazy experience even yeah. in a class you can just go do stuff yeah. there you go not the whole fake it till you make Dude, it thing but literally like, literally be confident. I, I uh i just was like i wasn't in the club i wasn't doing anything and I was just like, and I don't really have the time because I'm a commuter mm-hmm. off campus, um, quite like like 40 minutes. Um, and so mm-hmm. and so like I'm like, all right, I, I have every excuse why to not be invested on campus. But then I was just like, you know what? Film sounds fun. Like yeah, it, it, it looks cool. It's very fun. And it was it was a decision that literally has like made all of college for oh, like so sick. Like this group, like this, like this core group is like the funnest. It's so much fun, and and I would say that this is like my my ride or die club. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, and it was just like so enjoyable. I literally walked in on a set for the forty eight hour film challenge. I found Hector in like a random room, and was just like, "Oh hey, I thought he was a professor." And then out of nowhere, we're just like, "Oh yeah, uh, I'm here for the forty eight hour film challenge." And he's like, "Oh, uh, I have a group." He's like, "Ah, uh, let me get your Snapchat, and maybe maybe you can join our group." So I joined the group. Uh, I showed up. I did that. I do all the movie posters. Um, I do all the, the graphic design and art and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be doing one for Brotherhood. So, um, nice. And if you guys ever need posters, just let me Hell know. Hell yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll show you my uh, okay. credentials, my other ones that I've done. Okay. Nice, yeah, yeah, nice yeah. stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I just came on and I was just doing whatever I could and was just enjoying it. And then um, got invited again. I was on the crew, and I was like, legitness. Where do you know? That what was you know? legit. <laughs> legitness. And, and yeah, and even so, something that Randy said, the the, the extra uh, dude that's going on to big projects. Um, 
He, he all every time all he says is it's just who you know. He's like it's just networking. It's just who you know. Yep. Um, and he was like, yeah, uh, uh, uh I got his number, and the first thing he says is, uh, um, add me on Facebook. And I was like, dude, I have nobody on Facebook. <laughs> I was like, I haven't used Facebook like ever. And so, but it's like, um, it's their avenue type of thing. Uh, for business people, it's LinkedIn. But um, for actors and different things, it's it's all social media. But I just thought that was hilarious. I was yeah. like, I do not have it. But for you, Randy, I'll add you. Make it happen. Absolutely. I'll, make, I'll make it happen. So sick. So yeah, so that's where I'm at. And cool. uh, oh, and the funny thing is, like, um, in film, like, everybody asks, oh, what's your major? Uh, because it's great to know, great to understand people, like, right off the bat. And every time, oh, I'm a film major. Uh, I'm an entrepreneurial studies major. And they're like, uh, like, uh, like I'm in business. And they're like, why are you here? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's fun, it's man. It's fun. I'm here for it. I'm just here for it. Uh, I think there's something to be said too about like um, your degree is not your life. And most likely it's not going to be your job if you look at most studies. Yeah, exactly. Like my, my buddy, uh, he, uh, he's decided that he's not going to be a uh, screenwriter. He wants to go and do other stuff. I'm like, I think that's an awesome place to be at. And it's a great place of growth because you got your degree. You went through college. It's something you can carry with you for life. But that doesn't mean you have to go out and do that stuff, right. yeah. you know, like I think business is like such a is such a all encompassing, you know, set of skills that you can carry on for a lot of things in your life. I know people who are uber successful that don't even go to college. Like we see that all the time. You yeah. Know? It's just a tool on your tool belt. That's about it. Yeah. I came to college because um, granted, I need to learn a lot of stuff, especially for business and different things. But I was told oh, you don't need to go to college, especially for being an entrepreneur. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, you don't need to go to college. You can just start now and just make a million, like in your first year. Like I was promised that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sounds fun in theory. But I was like, but in reality, it, I can still learn a lot. Right. My main drive to go to college, not only just for the people and for enjoyment and stuff like that, um, the main drive was the connections. Mm-hmm. Like, and GCU is amazing for that. Like literally all the professors... You could walk up to any of the professors like in their plate and like talk to them about like pretty like high pricey number kind of stuff and they'll just be open and talk to you about it. Um, and I think that's the coolest part. And connections, you connect with all these new people who are passionate about built businesses and stuff like that. And you guys, you guys show up, you find other actors. Um, for all you guys know, one of you guys could be successful and be like, oh, hey, um, yeah, dude. I remember you in college. Sure. Horizontal like relationships. Yeah. And yeah. let's, uh, right. Like here, uh, here's a role and they're looking for somebody and I feel like you'd be great at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that there's a lot to, not a whole lot of people do that, but like, cause it's such a competitive thing. It's like, yeah. all right, we're looking for a so. six foot white male actor. And then you think of all your six foot white male <laughs> actor friends and you're like, oh man, if I tell them about this, like just be completely selfless with that. Cause it will 100% come full circle back to you. It's like, Hey, I spot, it's like, it's not even like a service for service thing. Just be a genuinely good person. And if the role you think fits them well, freaking t- tell that person. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll just come back to you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Still got a little something, something. Yeah. <clears throat> There's something in my throat. Unlucky, man. Yeah, I Unlucky. I just, I'm like looking around, making sure people aren't like, Oh my gosh. He no, sneezes. So someone's gonna yell at you. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm fine. No. <laughs> Anyways. 
I'll cut that out. Hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> I have the power. Um, right before we go, favorite movie. Ooh. Mm. Inception. Nice. Love it. That's a good Inception. Pick. Nolan is amazing. That's my favorite Christopher Nolan film. Drive. One of my favorites. Drive. That's my favorite film. I do not know that film. Which well, film? Drive. Drive. Have okay. you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie so That's much. good stuff. What about you? Uh, I like Inception a lot. My man. Yeah. Wow. Um, but as far as like classics and stuff, man, there's so many good ones. Um, you say Citizen Kane, you're officially a film student. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm thinking more like, um, like Last of the Mohicans, Braveheart kind of stuff. Mm, okay. Um, oh, Warrior. Warrior. I would say Warrior is okay. my favorite. What about like a guilty pleasure film? Like a film that's not necessarily the best. Okay, Alex, I see your face. What you got? What you got <laughs> oh, for me? That's, that, wait, that's not necessarily the best. That's but- not necessarily the best, but you just love it. And like, uh, it could be like the stupidest thing for ever. For our family, it's Napoleon Dynamite. But okay. I'll, I'll think of another one. Nice. All right. Th- this film gets very hated on, but I-, I love it. I just love it. Spider-Man 3. Spider- Spider-Man. Do you know video game Donkey at all? No. Oh, yes. His no. little, little bit. <laughs> I'm going to send you a video after this. <laughs> it's amazing. Video game. Great. Spider-Man. What's yours? Um, Spider-Man. Uh, Hot Rod. If you guys have seen that. Oh, yeah. That, that movie is funny. Yeah, it has... Um, oh, my gosh. Can't believe I'm forgetting his name. He's the one that Andy does Samberg. That, yeah, yeah Andy Samberg. Wall, and all those... It's literally, the, the plot of the movie is his stepdad won't respect him and so he fights him to earn his respect but keeps losing and then his dad gets uh, needs a heart transplant and it's like $50,000 and they don't have the money. And so Hot Rod, like, or Rod, the movie's Hot Rod, Rod uh, goes uh, to go fund, like, is a stuntman, goes to raise up this money to get his dad healthy so he can kick his ass. That's that great. is the plot of the movie. Wow. <laughs> it that's, is incredible. That's great. And there's so huh. many quotable things in that movie. It's just incredible. And the reason I swore on that is because that is literally the title description is like, get him healthy to kick his butt. It's, it's the um, greatest. <laughs> My guilty pleasure is Birdemic. Oh, I heard no, that. No, I'm film. just kidding. I'm just kidding. I haven't seen I, it. I, I, I think that would be hilarious. Birdemic. To watch. Oh man, that or we should um, just get a bunch of film students and just go and watch. I'm it. so down. Have you seen? Um, I know we're kind of wrapping up here, but have you seen? Uh, oh gosh, it's with the. Oh my gosh, oh, I'm not doing this to myself. <laughs> Kung Fury. Oh, no, I oh, it's I like think a short I've heard film. About it. It's like a 30 minute short. Oh wait, film. never mind. Then I haven't. It's a 30 minute short film. It's all about. Um, Oh, no, not is that. I think that might be a different movie. Anyway, it's a short film about a time traveling like cop cyber ninja huh. uh, who goes back in time to destroy Mecha Hitler. Nice. It's amazing. Oh, wow. That's funny. It's amazing. There's a time traveling T-Rex and it's the greatest. Nah, my, my guilty pleasures are probably animated movies. Okay. Um, okay. Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron the movie. Come on. Oh, that's cool. It's it's, it's just hilarious. So like I don't know why, but like childhood on top of just genuine crazy humor. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I'm just like ah, me and my friend we quote it all the time. That's awesome. Like in public, like yep, good stuff. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Nice. Not, not, this is the stupidest thing I ever heard. <laughs> Might have to go back. Chuckles. And watch that. I got yeah. him. Yeah, you did. I know the movie. I need to yep. need yep. to go. Once I graduate, I'm gonna have plenty of time to oh, watch yeah. stuff. Man. Well, before we embarrass ourselves any more than we did, no, I'm just kidding. Um, final words, comments, questions, concerns. Um, 
I'm excited to see the Western that we've been talking about. Absolutely. Do you mind like self promotions or anything like that? Um, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. So, so I can? Or? No, no. No. Okay. No worries. It's no. all good. Um, your name is C. Okay. Just your first. Just C. They yeah, don't even know C. my name. C and A. Okay. And Christian Peterson. <laughs> this, glad to see that we're evenly Christian yoked Peterson on, this. on the podcast. <laughs> no, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what's your uh, social media? Yeah, uh, you can find me uh, for Instagram, Colin M. Fisher. That's C O L L I N M, as in Mike Fisher. Uh, and then on Facebook at Colin Fisher Axe. You can find me on Instagram, Alex is King Izquierdo. That is A L E X I S. K I N G I Z Q U I E R D O. That's my Instagram. Very good Follow. stuff. Good. Um, Colin, where are you from? I'm from Seattle. Seattle. Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. If you ever want great opportunities, I guess you're just going to have to move here. No, like, uh, actually, I'm. Uh, there are a couple of weeks where I'm going to be coming back down. I'd love to explore the possibility of working with you guys again. Hey. Nice, man. Uh, I'm going to try to do it around, like, the end where everybody is, like, getting into production state of, like, oh, shoot, I actually have a film to make this yeah. semester. Um, so keep an eye out for me. We'll make a script for a six-foot white male. Heck yeah, dude. Woo! Woo! Let's go. Uh, not Tom Cruise. Not 5'7". <laughs> Sorry, Tom Cruise. Love you, man. <laughs> Except when you yell at people, but it was deserved. So. Ooh. Ooh. Deserved. Well, again, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. It. Two more opportunities in the future? Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Keep building. Keep being successful. Yeah, so keep pushing. Keep your dreams in mind. Put it on the grind. Oh, yeah, in the grind. As much as I don't like people saying that, because it's Ooh. like, oh, I, I grind. So how are you doing these days, man? You know, I'm on my grind. I'm sitting on my couch, you know what I'm saying, playing FIFA. Yeah, on the grind. <laughs> that could be the grind. Be a, <laughs> I guess Twitch so. streamer. Exactly. Well, with that, peace out, y'all. Peace out, my boys. Boop.